Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime show for the young and young at heart. This is a preview of our premium-only rendition of the classic The Secret Garden by Frances Hodgson Burnett. This wonderful story inspires us to appreciate simple pleasures, like skipping rope, planting seeds, watching plants grow, and coming home to a delicious hot meal. At the same time, it helps spark our imagination at bedtime with mysterious sounds in the night and a secret walled garden. It's an older story reflective of the time it was written, but we have changed some of the language to reflect current values. This story is best suited for kids, 7+. plus. Mary is a very sickly child who has always been kept away from everyone. She doesn't look healthy and does not have a very good attitude towards anyone. She is bossy and not very polite. One day she notices some things going on around her, but she doesn't know what they mean. As the days pass, she sees what these things mean and wonders what will happen next. The Secret Garden, Chapter 1 When Mary Lennox arrived at Misselthwaite Manor to live with her uncle, everyone remarked on her unappealing appearance. And they were right. She had a thin face and body, light hair, and a sour expression. Being born in India and plagued with illness, her face had a yellowish hue. Her father, an English government official, was always busy and unwell, while her mother, a beauty who cared only for socializing, had no interest in having a child. So Mary was handed off to a nanny, instructed to keep her out of sight to please her mother. As a sickly and unpleasant baby, she was kept hidden, and this continued as she grew into a sickly and ill-tempered child. The English governess assigned to teach her disliked her so much that she quit after three months. Other governesses fared no better, leaving within an even shorter span. However, Mary's desire to learn to read books was the one thing that led her to literacy. 
One scorching morning, around the age of nine, Mary woke up feeling furious, only to discover a stranger by her bed instead of her nanny. Why have you come? She snapped at the unfamiliar woman. I won't allow you to stay. Fetch my nanny. The woman appeared frightened, but stammered that the nanny couldn't come. When Mary threw a fit and kicked her, the woman grew even more scared and repeated that the nanny couldn't come. Something mysterious hung in the air that morning. Nothing happened as usual, and several servants were missing. Those Mary did see scurried about with pale and frightened faces. No one shared any information with her, and her nanny didn't appear. Left on her own as the morning wore on, Mary ventured into the garden and began playing alone under a tree near the veranda. Pretending to create a flower bed, she stuck large scarlet hibiscus blossoms into little mounds of soil. Her anger intensified as she muttered to herself about what she would say to her nanny when she returned. Grinding her teeth in frustration, Mary heard her mother and another person step onto the veranda. The other person was a fair young man, and they spoke in hushed, unfamiliar voices. Although Mary recognized the fair young man who resembled a boy, her gaze was fixed mainly on her mother. She always took every opportunity to observe her mother, a tall, slender, and beautiful woman who dressed herself in lovely clothes. Her hair cascaded like curly silk, and she possessed a delicate, slightly scornful nose and large, laughing eyes. While her clothes were airy and adorned with lace, her eyes lacked their usual mirth. They appeared wide and frightened as they looked at the fair young officer. Is it truly that dreadful? Oh, it is? Mary overheard her mother say. Terrible, the young man replied with a trembling voice. It's beyond terrible, Mrs. Lennox. You should have left two weeks ago. Mary's mother wrung her hands. Oh, I know I should have, she cried. I only stayed for that silly dinner party. What a foolish person I was. At that very moment, a loud cry came from the servants' quarters, causing her mother to clutch the young man's arm. Mary shivered from head to toe. The crying grew increasingly louder. What is it? What is happening? gasped Mrs. Lennox. Somebody is ill, the officer answered. You didn't mention that your servants were falling ill. I had no idea, her mother explained. Come with me, come! And she turned and hurried into the house. After that, dreadful events unfolded. 
and the morning's mystery unraveled for Mary. An illness had struck, leaving people severely sick. Mary's nanny had fallen ill overnight, and by the next day, three other servants had also succumbed to the sickness, while others fled in fear. Amidst the chaos and confusion of the second day, Mary hid herself in the nursery, forgotten by everyone. No one thought of her. No one desired her presence. And strange things took place without her knowing. Mary alternated between crying and sleeping throughout the hours. She knew only that people were sick and that she heard unfamiliar and frightening sounds. On one occasion, she snuck into the dining room and discovered it deserted, although a partially eaten meal remained on the table, with chairs and plates quickly pushed back, as if the diners had suddenly risen. The child helped herself to some fruit and biscuits, then returned to her room for a nap. Feeling thirsty, she drank from a glass of nearly full wine, unaware of what could happen. The sweet beverage soon induced intense drowsiness, causing her to retreat to her room, alarmed by the cries from nearby huts and the hastening footsteps. The wine made her so sleepy that she struggled to keep her eyes open, eventually giving in to a long slumber. Many events unfolded during her sleep. Undisturbed by the sounds of items being moved in and out of the bungalow. Upon awakening, Mary stared at the wall in silence. The house was utterly still. Something that had not happened before. She heard no voices or footsteps wondering if everyone had recovered and if the ordeal was finally over. She also wondered who would care for her now that her nanny was sick. There would be a new nanny, perhaps, with new stories to tell, as Mary had grown tired of the old ones. She didn't shed tears for her sick nurse. Affection was not one of her traits. The commotion, frenzy, and despair caused by the sickness had frightened her. And she had been angry that no one remembered her presence. When people fell ill, it seemed they thought only of themselves. However, if everyone had indeed recovered, someone surely would remember and come to find her. But no one came. As she lay waiting, the house seemed to grow even quieter. She heard a rustling sound on the matting, and upon looking down, noticed a small snake gliding along, observing her with jewel-like eyes. Mary felt no fear, for it was a harmless creature that wouldn't hurt her. 
It appeared eager to leave the room, slipping away under the door as she watched. How silent and still it is, she remarked. It's as if there is no one in the bungalow except for me and the snake. Almost immediately, she heard footsteps in the compound, followed by the veranda. The steps belonged to men who entered the bungalow and engaged in hushed conversation. No one went to greet them or address them, and they seemed to open doors and peek into rooms. What a shame, one voice exclaimed, that beautiful, beautiful woman. And there's a child too, I heard, though no one has ever seen her. A few minutes later, when they opened the door, Mary stood in the middle of the room. She appeared angry and unattractive, scowling due to hunger and the feeling of being neglected. The first man to enter was a high-ranking officer whom she had seen speaking to her father before. Though weary and troubled, he was astounded upon seeing her, almost taking a step back in surprise. Barney, he called out, there's a child here, a child all alone, in a place like this. Good heavens, who is she? I am Mary Lennox, the girl replied, standing up straight. She thought the man was terribly impolite to refer to her father's bungalow as a place like this. I fell asleep when everyone got sick and I've just woken up. Why doesn't anyone come? It's the child no one has ever seen, the man exclaimed, turning to his companions. She has been forgotten. Why was I forgotten? Mary demanded, stamping her foot. Why hasn't anyone come? The young man named Barney gazed at her with profound sadness. Mary even suspected that she saw him blink his eyes as though wiping away tears. Poor little kid, he murmured. There's no one left to come. In that peculiar and abrupt manner, Mary discovered that she had lost both her father and mother, that all the people had either fallen ill or departed. That was why the house was so strangely quiet. Indeed, no one remained in the bungalow except for herself and the small, slithering snake. And that is the end of this chapter. Good night. Sleep tight.